Welcome everybody to Heroes Asylum Midnight Movies. My name is Mike. I am here always like we always are with Kane, the master, the maestro for the Midnight Movies, but he lets me run the reviews every once in a while. So we're going to be knocking out a brand new movie. Uh, just came out, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Sorry, Wonder Woman 84. Not to throw in the 19 there, but you know, it was all about the 1984. So, uh, so... So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and bust that out. Um, I know Kane has been itching to talk about this one since he watched it. So, uh, so what, what are literally you literally foaming at the mouth, wait, waiting, salivating, waiting for this moment to actually happen? That's why I was actually let's do it now while it's still fresh in my head. So awesome. So oh. what we're gonna do? We're gonna go ahead and run a trailer for you guys, so you guys can hear what we're talking about, and then we're gonna do basically. If nobody's ever heard any of our reviews before, we're gonna we run down the review or the movie, the synopsis of the movie. We are gonna probably hit some heavy spoilers. So if you guys have not watched it yet, get out to the theaters and watch it. Be safe when you do that. But also HBO Max has it out there. Uh, it's gotten better. I know Christmas Day it was a horrible mess to try to to watch and stream. Uh, so uh, I eventually was able to watch it late Christmas Day uh, in the evening, actually. I think just before – just as you were watching it, starting to watch it, I was just finishing watching it. So Yeah, because I, I started off just about – because you started, what, about 8 o'clock, I think? A little bit uh, earlier, but yeah, I think you, you started around like 9 or so, and I was like, yeah. I was just wrapping up and because you were like, hey, I'm watching. I'm like, oh, I don't want to say anything yet. I'll wait till you're done. Yeah. But guys, here we go. We're going to go ahead and give you the trailer for it. So here we go. My life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles. Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago. You? So many times. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And why shouldn't it be? All you need is to want it. Think about finally having everything you always wanted. I can save today, but you can save the world. Take what I want in return. Everyone will see. born from lies and greatness is not what you think
That's just a trash can. It's just a trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, here we are. Wonder Woman 84, the trailer for it. Uh, so make sure you guys remember, we're getting ready to spoil a lot of stuff here. So uh, make sure you guys uh, do go and watch it at on uh, HBO Max. Uh, I even though I've watched already, I've already got tickets to go see it next Friday uh, for on January 1st with a friend of mine because uh, I definitely still want to get out there and support it just like Kane does. So make sure you guys, if you guys are going to watch it, do also support it out there because I mean that's the only way to keep the uh, keep the fun going and keeping the movies coming keep out. Keep the movie theaters experience alive, man. Yeah, because I mean alive. right now they're talking that the budget was 200 million and just the weekend this weekend alone they're only you know they're only breaking like they're estimating around 39 to 40 million. For the box the office, theaters. yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's just—it's the time it's just that, it is, right? yeah, it's the time that we're in. But I mean, it's just one of those things. Just you want to definitely, uh, if you guys get can get out there and do it safely, do it. You know, uh, just uh, you know, so that way we can still get this. I know it's great to be able to watch these new movies at home, but you know, we want to we want to get that uh, we want to get that that movie money still going out there. Yeah, and like I said, it's different watching a movie, you know, as as, as opposed to in your house, as in, you know, in front of a theater. I mean, true, it's not going to be a lot of people, at least right now, but still, the experience, the big screen. Some theaters have the Dolby sounds or the IMAX. I'm not sure if they're going to have IMAX theaters. They have, uh, they have IMAX. Yeah, we're going, we're going to see IMAX, and okay. they, they also have Dolby out there as well. They have them both. Okay. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they're out well. there in both of them. So, well, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't have an IMAX or Dolby thing in my house. So, you know, just go check it out. Don't miss out on the movie experience. And yeah. Definitely support, support, support. All right, guys. So basically, we're going to start down with, I mean, you guys have seen the trailer, just the trailer we ran. It really runs through kind of what, what goes on in the movie. It's no surprises when I watched the movie. There was nothing like, oh, I didn't see that coming or, uh, you know, that, that's something that the, the, the theater or the trailer didn't tell me about. So, we, we you know, just as the trailer started, we start off as, uh, as a young girl. We see Diana Prince uh, participating in a multi-stage athletic competition triathlon i don't know why they just don't say that but that's what they're calling it uh it's called the, the Themyscira olympics exactly yeah uh, <laughs> so it's it's the Themyscira against the uh, older amazons so we're seeing you know diane by herself as a young child she's got to be at least what well, i'm thinking nine ten i'm guessing with uh, i'm bad yeah, at i'm yeah, bad okay. at judging no, you no, just no, with kids no, Sorry. I, <laughs> I would say about 10 a little bit older yeah All maybe right. that's a year after the original, I don't know. It's yeah. Let's just say. So, uh, so we see her uh, basically. Uh, we see her going out uh, against him, and she's. I mean, she's kicking butt. She really is. She's doing. She's getting ahead of these women, and uh, you know, and pulling ahead. But after getting a little too cocky, which I, it looked like a move I would have made myself. Actually, uh, she, uh, not, not only you, I would have done the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> she uh, she sort of lets her guard down, and then she gets uh, taken off her horse by a, a good old tree branch, and uh, and then the. Uh, which I to, thought was, I'm sorry, stop right there. I, I thought that was kind of silly, but you know, that's like a, a typical movie trope. You would see that in Blazing Saddles. Well, but, how, how else would you see her get knocked down? I don't I mean, know. They one of the, done, one of the other girls kick her to be a, a bitch or something? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, but you could have done something else instead of the old tree branch. But it would have been, a, but then at that point, we would have been going, well, that's a trope. They just replaced it instead of a tree branch. It was something else. It, it's just, uh, and like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a quibble. It's nothing yeah. big. It's nothing to take away from the movie. Again, just yeah. a, what trope would you use? Because it, that's the only way you're going to get that point, that, that plot point to change. Her winning, she has to get off her horse. 
know, horse maybe. bucking her off. I mean, that's that's again another trope you could say. The horse uh, sees yeah. a snake. That's a Western trope. I mean, <laughs> you you got you got your list. And unfortunately, you know, we're here. You know, a hundred years after the movie, into the movie industry, and guess what? Tropes. We're, we've seen all the tropes. Uh, it's okay. just like music. You know, music musicians. There's only so many chords and so many notes you can work with. Guess what? Shit's gonna sound the same after a while. We're gonna hear a couple. We're gonna hear a couple of songs like you know that sounds. Uh, well, guess what? There's only so many notes to play with. I was talking to a a friend of mine after I watched it, and I I had the same discussion with him that I'm having with you right now, and he responded. He's like, "What did you expect?" He's like, "Do you think like Queen Hippolyta is gonna jump away from the bush and go?" Or Zeus is a dick and he clotheslines her out of there. <laughs> yeah. What do you like that, daughter? <laughs> JBL uh, comes out of the corner with a clothesline oh from hell. Oh my god. <laughs> uh so then we see uh she decides that she found she sees a little drainage ditch and she that like, goes down the hill. And so basically she's like, Oh, I'm gonna slide down there, basically catch up, catch up to my horse. And uh, you know, smart little girl. But uh, in doing so, she passes one of the markers that she must hit, and to uh, to show her colors. And uh, but with this little shortcut, she proceeds to get ahead of the rest of the participants, and she makes it to the finish line first. But is yanked up by uh, shoot, I can just completely forgot her name. Uh, an an uh, an antelope, antelope. Is that how you pronounce it? Antropolis? No, A N T I O P E. Sorry, I I, 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 I those Damascarian names are yeah. so hard to pronounce. But uh, of course, that, that's that's uh, that's but, uh, um, Buttercup from uh, better known for Buttercup from the Princess Bride. Yeah, that's Buttercup. Jesus. Yeah, she's gonna whip your ass she, now. She doesn't need Wesley. She, he doesn't need Wesley anymore. You know, yeah, she beat up Wesley. Yeah, he's stage. that's he's back home making making dinner. Yeah, <laughs> As you wish. You, you, <laughs> coming home, honey. <laughs> Dinner's ready. Give me that sandwich. As you wish. <laughs> and of course she gets the lecture of you know and this is a, a you know a sign of things to come um basically she says you know because uh because you did cheat uh you know you're not going to win um and you know no hero is born from lies so yeah and it's funny the girl didn't even try to lie she's like i was winning and she's like yeah you were winning but you fell off and now you're you know you're where she's at mm, yeah which i think was a good move i mean you didn't want to have her win the races there has to be lessons learned throughout the movie and i thought this opening montage was really 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 good i always like always judge a movie sometimes probably too harshly on its openings but this opening was really strong i like that we went back to themiscara i like we had the same actress in place and i actually liked the olympic thing and the lesson that was learned you know what, what she was saying to young diana and and it kind of echoes throughout the entire film yeah so that's yeah it's i mean it, it's 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 a it's a foreshadowing that we're going to see not just with diana but with you know the the other Everybody. characters, yeah, that, that that go through it. So, uh, then we now jump into 1984, decades after the events of World War One, where of course you know Diana lost her love, Steve Rogers. Uh, she now works as a senior uh, anthropologist at the Smithsonian Institute in Washington D.C., specializing in cultural of ancient Mediterranean civilizations. Hmm, imagine that. Wow, go figure. <laughs> and, did she uh, give herself a doctorate? Did she go to school? I, I, I bet you she went to school, but my question is, is in 84, she was there. Was she still there in Justice League? Or not in Justice League, but in Batman, uh, Batman versus Superman? Or did she the not way? have a job at that point? 
don't think she had a job at that point. Okay. I think she, she was, was just living. Yeah, they she, never say it. She was just living high on the hog and 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 yeah, and living high on the hog. Okay, she was yeah, she I was just so. baller at that point. Okay, living off that Famouscarian money, I guess, selling all the antiquities or something. Yeah, I was just kind of curious because I thought for some reason she was somehow connected to uh, to that, so that's why I had I had to ask. Uh, but uh, but she also continues uh, fighting crime as Wonder Woman, albeit in by maintaining some anonymity. I don't know how much anonymity she has. Uh, I mean, she's all over the place. Uh, that's uh, that's one of those ones that kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, hey, plus wait a second. Her, yeah, I mean, you know, Bruce makes a comment. Where have you been? You know, if you remember back in in, in Justice League or back, yeah, no, was it Justice League? No, Batman v Superman. Uh, where you been? Yeah, or, or it could yeah. have been Justice League. Yeah, I think, well, I think he realized who she. He found out who she was through in in BV, BVS, but I think he made the comment to her later on: "Is where have you been? Where had you been? Why were you, you know, why were you hiding?" But apparently, you know, she she isn't hiding. And these are one of those few moments that I think a lot of fans are having issues with: is that it's breaking away from that storyline. Well, well, she meant Patty mentioned that she was going to divert a lot of things. And I yeah, from that, definitely. Yeah. And this is one of those first ones I noticed. It's one of the first steps. It's a subtle thing, but you know, actually, there is something later on in this movie that brings it back to BVS. When we get to that, yes, yeah, notice, yeah. So. Uh, and then, uh, so she, you know, again, like I say, she was uh, continuing fighting. She was showing up in the mall, you know. So that there, we got our great '80s montage of just everything you want to talk about tropes. I mean, that was every '80s trope. That, pop, pop, that mall, I think, was used in almost every yeah. '80s movie. I think. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, the arc- it looked like. Yeah, the arcade. Uh, I mean, just everything you could think of was in there. My question to you mm. was that a young Amanda Waller? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that too. <laughs> the, she had a, the there, she's got the hair, the glasses. It was a little. Know, it was a little like, black girl. I know that's kind of weird to say, but what a great way it would have been. Mm, I would kept waiting mm, for the for the mother to come run around. Amanda, get over here and drag her away. I and I would have been like, oh. You know what? I wouldn't hate that though. Really yeah. would. Well, why not become the powerful person she is and, and and be that involved in the superhero community? Yeah. By simply being, uh, I was saved by one of the, one of those people. You know, I mean, it doesn't explain her hatred of them, but that'll come later on. But yeah, well, I don't it, know it, if she has a hatred. She has a hatred of like the of the of the bad ones. I don't think you know. I mean, you, you're thinking Amanda Waller in the comic books and the cartoons. Amanda Waller we've seen in this world. I don't see a hatred to her. Just you know, she's she wants power, mm-hmm. and that's a way for her to get it. So, but uh, but is this something I noticed? Uh, so uh, so as a uh, as she, after her little mall jaunt, uh, and saving a few people around town, uh, we see her back at work. She meets uh, Barbara and Minerva. Uh, if anybody does not know this, she is of course going to be Cheetah down the road. Uh, she has been constantly probably the to me one of the epitomes of of. Of uh, Wonder Woman's villains, I, I mean, she's always been at, at odds with her through everything. Man, everything, Golden Age, Modern Age, New, New Fifty Two. She's been her yeah. origins been changed a couple thousand times, but uh, uh, relatively, she's still the same. I mean, and yeah. yeah, that's that's probably one of the first things I thought about when they were making a Wonder Woman movie. You know, I was like, oh, it's got to be Cheetah, but you know, they got it for the sequel, and um, yeah. And I thought Kristen Wiig did an amazing job from for for what she did on. To I know it's one of those it's one of those typical ugly duckling moves that they did in here where hey you know take off the glasses fix her hair oh wow she's hot, um but that's kind of what yeah. they did with her but she played both parts great and the third part later on you know even better Ooh, I thought even better yeah, yeah so um but so but she so she meets uh meets her 
And, uh, of course, she's an insecure woman who idolizes and envies Diana for her beauty, confidence, and befriends her. Uh, and they even go out for a little lunch, you know, meet up and, you know, become friends. And it's great to see the chemistry between those two as just that conversation during lunchtime. I thought that was so cool to see that, you know, that Diane explains, no, I'm just like you. I just – I have – I've had my heartbreak and I'm – I don't put myself out there because I, I've had my, my fill. I found my knight in shining armor, basically, you know, it's kind of how she, she's looking at it. But, um, you know, uh, Barbara's thinking, no, I, I haven't, I want more of it. You know, yes, I've been in love numerous times and we all know folks that are that way. I mean, I, in a way, you know, I think we each individually are that way. We're always looking for that one. If we haven't found that one. Yeah. It's just, it's just typical, I think you told me a long time ago that there are basically four movies that are made nowadays as far as like stories go. And this is another one of those typical movie stories. You know, you, you found love, you lost it, but you can't move on from it just yet. But will you allow yourself to open yourself up again for that to happen? And I think that's a, that's a dilemma that Diana is going to face throughout this film. Yeah. And even, even Barbara too, in a way, because she's not comfortable in her own skin. So she wants to love somebody who she thinks she could be happy as. Right. Which I found was interesting, that whole little dichotomy, that little dinner scene or lunch scene they had. So, you know, like I said, there's, there's a lot of thing foreshadowing in these opening things. And that was one of the big beefs people had right. when they were talking to the few who had watched it. They're like, oh, it's just it's so slow. I'm like, I love it like this. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it, it's a thing that we really have talked about how many times? thousands yeah the slow build it's a two and a, a it's build. a two and a half hour movie we we've got time i mean really you, yeah. you've got time to build because you're being introduced to diana back then so it's not the diana we've known so mm. we're also being introduced to barbara we're being introduced into you know to maxwell lord we're being introduced to this world now that's is different and i think that's what a lot of people are having issues with is that is that it's not the continuation it's it's a it's a prequel and then a lot of times very rarely do prequels and there aren't that many out there but there a lot of times prequels don't are, are a lot different from the original one uh i think probably one of the only ones i can really stick in my head to that like i know it was like an amazing movie uh temple of doom indiana jones that was a prequel to you know the rest of the series so i mean and you also look you know the, even the star wars you know, prequels there there was a lot of bitterness there because it's it's a different time, it's a different world, and and we just have to deal with it. And I, and I think somebody had mentioned this when they originally saw the the first like run of this. They're like, she has captured a true '80s movie. This is not only is it '80s theme, oh, it's written yeah. '80s. It's written in an '80s style. So that was something different. I think a lot of people were having issues with is that they're they want now movie, and, and she made an '80s movie, not just '80s theme, but yeah. an '80s movie. But she, it was funny because even before she made the movie, she even said it. She's like, I'm sending this movie in the 80s. It's going to have everything the 80s had, like in, indulgence, you know, the, the music. You know, there's a lot of scenes in here that's 80s, and she wrote yeah. an 80s movie. So what's wrong with that? Yeah. You knew what you, – she yeah. told you what she was getting. You knew what you were getting. Yeah. You knew the meal you're being served. So if you didn't like it, you know, yeah. it's, it's not, that's not their fault. Yeah. You, you knew the meal that was being served. So – uh, but uh, during uh, the the foiled attempt uh, of robbery during uh, during Wonder Woman's little visit to the mall, uh, the uh, the FBI took uh, the all the cash of uh, stolen pro antiquities that were that the robbers were trying to take, and uh, one of them uh, uh, that Wonder Woman took notice of had a inscription in Latin, so it was something that she drew her attention to. She recognized sort of what it was, but wasn't sure. So we'll find out later. 
Uh, we are introduced then to a businessman, Maxwell Lord. Uh, he uh, he's a uh, basically a. a I don't want to say he's like telemarketing, but it's almost kind of that the style he's throwing off is like not telemarketing, but um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, drawing a blank. Somebody on. Com somebody compared him to like an early er version of Trump, which that that's what they said that he was trying to copy off of. Yeah, interesting. I'm like, okay, I can see it, but he's almost like that. But Trump didn't do the do the television the sales, commercial. Yeah, yeah he, he wasn't that way. That's why I'm saying he's almost mix. like he's almost like a like a televangelist almost like that's why i don't early... want to say televangelist but he but okay. he's not a telemarketer he brings he's... out that he brings that vibe off as a yeah. televangelist almost. yeah well you yeah, definitely you know, later hold the... your screen and... i mean we'll get there but... yeah definitely later in the in the movie he does but uh he pays a visit to the smithsonian under the guise of making a, a very substantial donation but he secretly covets the dream stone which is the stone that diana saw that had the latin on and hoping uh, to save his failing oil company, uh, both Diana and Barbara, unknowingly use the stone to fulfill their own dream desires. Again, they don't know what's in their hand. Uh, Diana wishes for her deceased lover, Steve Trevor, to return and uh, causing his soul to take over another man's body, which I thought was a kind of a different twist. I didn't see that coming. Neither did I. Neither did I. That was like, hmm, I thought he okay. actually was going to be reincarnated. I didn't know we were hmm. going to have a vice versa moment or a freaky friday moment you know it's basically <laughs> take over the body a little quibble but you know yeah. i can deal with it it's fine uh and then it kind of course, comes back into play later on yeah actually and then barbara wishes to become a strong and beautiful like diana not realizing that diana, who yeah. she is just she just likes diana as the person and her strength and her beauty she doesn't realize she's wishing to become wonder woman and then accidentally finds out a, uh after she beats the living crap out of a out of one oh. dude <laughs> Dude, we'll get there. Yeah, uh, during the gala, uh, during a gala night of the Smithsonian, she uh, meets Maxwell Lord, who seduces her in order to gain access into her office so he can take the Dreamstone. And uh, of course, you know, there's a, you know, again, the, again, that ugly duckling, duckling moment that we see so often in in a lot of movies where she comes in, you know, this black mini skirt and just, I mean, just killing it. Yeah, she did kill it though. She looked good in this movie too. And then we uh, go ahead and we see um, he uh, he uh, takes the streamstone and because he wishes to um, uh, become embodiment of the stone and gains the power to grant wishes uh, while also being able to take whatever he desires in return. So he wishes you know, like when you hold the stone, you can wish, but he wishes to become the stone itself. So we see which it, which, which to me is like a diabolical villain. Yeah, that's because that's most great of the time. Do you think they're gonna you know they're gonna hold the stone throughout the film and it's always the folly? Like, the stone no he was like he actually acts that right away mm -hmm. he's like no i want to become the stone i'm like oh okay very, very, i mean if you really think about it probably one of the one of the top like five uh disney villains jafar i mean think about his last yeah, wish is yeah, i want to yeah. become the genie well you know what happens when you become the genie you there's there's a there's a bad there's side a to price that price to pay there's a downside yeah so yeah i mean he definitely uh, you know took that that to heart um but the trick is also is he gets whatever he wants in return so not only because he gets somebody to wish he in turn says well since you wish that this is what i want from you and oh, from you yeah you know in in the uh, case of um barbara and diane they didn't have that they just made a wish and the stone took whatever was most important to them away mm -hmm. so you know that's something we learn uh, maxwell becomes a powerful and influential figure as his body begins to slowly die that's the one thing i was like is he converting like actually becoming the stone or is like yeah i was like but wasn't that's what too i sure. wonder too but but i guess as he needed people to wish to keep him alive i guess because the more that people didn't wish 
the more his body kind of deteriorated. Well, no, that, that was that's what he got part. towards the end. No, at the beginning he was wishing. Oh. he somebody would wish. Hey, you know, I uh, the the uh, the uh, Arab king. He was like, you know, I wish, you know, uh, the, the infidels would go away and it would just be us and the people here in in my country that have the money, not the not the poor people either. I want all the infidels and the poor people to go away. Well, this magic wall shows up. So, Lord's thing is, well, when you do that, I take over all of your oil. And, and, and the that's dude was it. like, I don't have your oil. That was yeah, so I, don't, I don't have the oil anymore. And, and uh, But it's – I don't think – I think it was just a wearing out. That's where I think there was a little confusion. If I think if there maybe there was more of a, a retrospect and a setting up of what that stone was, we might have understood why he was getting sick and dying because mm, – Yeah, you never got that. Yeah, because I mean like your idea was, yeah, that later on – that's what he did later on to get his life back. But at the beginning, why was he dying? Because he is the stone. So he – He's not wishing for anything. The other people are just, wishing. Just wishing for more power yeah. and all that. That's pretty much it. So we, you know, we see him become a uh, become more and for more, uh, you know, powerful. We also see triggers, uh, instability, and conflict happening around the world. Uh, Barbara, Diane, and Steve investigate the Dreamstone's power and further discover that it was created by, and this is going to be horrible, uh, the Chalafaya Uro. Who is one of the gods of treachery and mischief? Let's God call him you. Loki. Let's just call him Loki. Let's just call him right? Loki. Yeah, because okay. that's pretty yeah. much what he is. And basically, the stone grants the, the user their wish, but exacts a toll. And it's kind of cool the the little throwback we see, or not. And we won't even well, kind of a sort of a flashback about where the stone came from, because the stone was showing up in different cultures. Well, when you find out which cultures they showed up on. They were cultures that ultimately failed. They were at, they were at the pinnacle of their of their you know, their time and their in their you know th their existence, and then they failed. You know they showed the Mayan culture, the Mayan culture had it, and they wished and did this and this, and then all of a sudden everybody that the, the culture just vanished overnight. And they show other you know other cultures that did the same thing where these showed up, and we yeah. uh, see it in Rome as well. What happened with yeah. Caesar? That was that was pretty good with Romulus and then the coin. I was like, okay, you know they. It's it was kind of cool the way they weaved it into history. I dug that. I was like, oh, so this is it wasn't just people. It was like they wished upon this, and their civilization just collapsed because of what they wanted more instead of what they needed. So that's that was interesting. I I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I did like it. Yeah. Now it says the only way to reverse the uh, the exchange is by renouncing the wish or destroying the stone itself. Steve realizes that this uh, that his existence comes at the cost of Diane's powers. Like we saw at first, I wasn't sure if that's what was happening because there was something. I, Trying to remember, something happened and she didn't quite have it. wasn't as powerful. I thought it was just like she tripped up or something. But then I, you know, slowly we start realizing she's losing her powers. Uh, probably one of the coolest uh, road rage road races uh, I've ever seen next to Matrix. <laughs> you know, running down the desert, uh, chasing down the, uh, the the cars. Actually, I think that's when it was. She was pushing the she was pushing the truck, and it looks like she was struggling more and more. That's when I was like, okay, yeah. wait a second, maybe something more is happening here. And uh, we see her, of course, you know, rescue some children, which I thought was kind of cool. She's like, yeah, you didn't see this. <laughs> this didn't happen. I was like, well, what about the parents that just watched you? Yeah, swoop out of the sky? You, you, you didn't do the Obi-Wan mind. Yeah, you, 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 that's not a power you have. That I, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, so then uh, – so the uh, so neither one, uh, not Diane nor Barbara, are willing to renounce their abilities because, well, they're just too happy with it. Uh, Maxwell, upon learning from the president of the United States that the U.S. satellite's uh, broadcast system can transmit signals globally, decides to use it to grant wishes in the entire world, uh, inadvertently giving the United States more nuclear Which, weapons. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm, I'm going to just cut you off right no, there. No, go ahead, man. It's, that is 
very frightening when you think about mm-hmm. it. Because uh, I remember when I just told you about the televangelist type of thing. Think about like very simple-minded people, how very easily influenced they can be. Just think of a power that when you have whatever you say on screen and you have this giant thing that was created, I guess, I don't know what it was, it's supposed to be like a version of Star Wars, who knows. But he's like, well, hey, man, anything you want, you can have just wish. And it's that face on the screen. Like, that's a very frightening thing like it's almost like an evil tale televangelist come to life like oh yeah i'm gonna have this but i'm gonna lose this and you yeah. don't know it and they showed all those moments in the screen where like they go to the one bar and um the woman and the guy are arguing he's like you know you irish people are all the same i hope you go back to where you came from he's like yeah i hope you drop dead and just like okay <laughs> and it happened like right away i was like wow the, co- the cops are not that fast by the way <laughs> they're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna pass laws that quickly but you know just you have to leave stuff to the imagine. But as we're yeah, as we're watching this, well, he hasn't gotten there yet. You're jumping way ahead here, so he hasn't oh, gotten so to sorry. that point yet. No, you know, he's just been told about this, and uh, which uh, you know, you jumped over one of the coolest fight scenes. I mean, to me person, uh, to me personally, uh, yeah, we see uh, we see them in the White House. Uh, uh, a um, Diane and Steve sneak into the White House, vanish off to the sides, and we uh, we see them trying to you know stop. Uh, trying to stop Maxwell Lord, and what we see is Barbara joins in uh, forces with Maxwell, and they have an epic battle throughout the White House, which I thought was amazing. And that's there's the one scene just before the fight ends. They're in the main hall. I don't know which room that is in the White House, but they're in this main big hall, and Barbara just brutalizes Diane to like. I mean, I just I would I felt the pain. I felt the fear in her. By the way, I got to give Hans Zimmer credit on the, I guess you would call it the cheetah theme, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Really cool. That's a really nice piece of music. You know, she Hans knocked it out of the park again with his music, but damn, that cheetah theme was really yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure on the, on this version of Diane's theme. I, I didn't dig it because it was, it was a little, just, it was a little weird. It was a little, I, I, and here's the thing about that, which is kind of odd. Ever since BVS, where I you heard that theme and it was just like oh, so yeah, it fucking just graded into it, yeah, just, just you know, and I've several times when we hang out at the Winchester, I'll play that and just it just has something. Ever since then, they've somewhat diluted that theme. I don't know why. Yeah, like, I'm not sure. Even yeah. her, her origin movie, it was a lot very mundane, and this one it was almost like barely there. I mean, you heard it, but yeah. it was like almost like background music. It was. It's kind of strange. I don't yeah, know. I mean, you don't. It... You never saw them diluting. If you think back to like the Christopher Reeve Superman, you never heard them dilute. No. That it was always the same triumphant feel. Uh, you go to Star Wars. You know the Empire, the Emperor March, uh, the the you know Luke's theme. All of those were never been changed. They they were brought in. And they, they were, were never. Perfect, ba- you know. They were never background music neither. Yeah. Well, they were background just... music to the scene itself. Well, yes, but I'm just yeah. saying they were never. They were never what what this theme has become now, which is well. This theme's like, just become diluted, like you said, diluted. But it's the keys have changed, and they're adding more instruments to make it flutier, lighter. I, yeah, I don't. I, it's it's not. I it doesn't like have that, that punch you, anymore. You're losing that war theme, and I thought that's what it was. It's yeah. a war theme. Yeah, it's it was a, yeah, Wonder it was a, Woman, man. She's an Amazon. She's a warrior. Yeah, it's a tribal. It's, it's a tribal her, theme to, to when you. Yeah, you know. it's just I, I I didn't get that, but yeah. you know that's a a different story different podcast so then we see uh we see her you know trying to uh sorry we see, you know, we see her you know finally like you're just getting her her butt royally beat and we we see uh steve you know finally convinces her hey listen you know you you've got to let me go you you you've got to you know 
do this for the world for you know, you're here you've you've been created and you were here for a purpose um you i had an amazing life it was amazing with you in it i got to see the things you can do and share it with you and you know she renounces her her power what, or her wish what a powerful scene if people are always saying oh how was chris pine going to come back and make an impact let me tell you he made an impact in this movie his whole arc was from beginning till that ending scene right there where he's like hey where you just you know you paraphrase he's just like hey look you the world needs you and he's like i i have the love of my life i'm already gone yeah. you're still here you can still love somebody else because I, I'm, I'm good with being gone. And I thought I was like, wow. Yeah, that was a power. Usually yeah. like a, a thing like that, I'm like, okay, you know, I want to stay. But he's like, no, I'm like you just said, I live my life. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm content. But you have yet to live your life. Go live those things. Go do that. Just love again. I was like, damn. Okay. Yeah, there's there's billions of people out here. You 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 know you got to give every you know some of some of them a chance. So there was you know that. And I what I loved about the scene was if you actually watch, Gail there's nothing glamorous about her in these scenes after she nope. got her, after she got her butt beat in that moment where she's just crying in Steve's arms before letting him go. I mean, there's nothing attractive about her at that moment, but she was still so beautiful. It was, it's very, it was very weird to watch. And I'm like, you know, I, as a man, there are, there are very few things that men can't handle. And one, and, and two of them are women crying and children crying for me at least. And yeah. she, Somehow she was still showing her beauty and her, but her, her inner strength was there at the same time as showing her weakness that, you know, she understood, she knew what she had to do. And you could see the pain in her, in her face when she's, when she, I have to renounce my wish and she's running and you could see how, how slow it is, but then it picks up speed eventually. And then it comes to one of the best scenes, best scenes, probably in any superhero film. And I will fight anybody who dares say no. She's running, jumps, and eventually goes up in the air. And she begins to fly. Basically, it goes back to the conversation you had with Steve. I love flying, and this is what I love doing. And then you hear Steve in the background. He's like, flight is like something if you just let yeah. go. Well, she originally didn't that. start flying. She she whipped her her, uh, her lasso, lasso around a jet. That pulled her up, and, and it, was, it was very similar to – we've seen the scenes in, in Superman, and we've seen the similar scenes in like Smallville – where they're up in the air and they're now discovering their power. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's something like that was really important that she had. Oh to man, she did, a, she, she did a Superman callback too. Yeah. With the, um, like that, that's a Superman. Yeah, well, she thing, did that. Man. And then she, then she did the flip over where she was flying the upside down. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Like and and of course, you know, we, we did man. skip over that one pivotal moment. I, I completely jumped over the scene because of the fireworks, but I didn't really put too much into it, but yeah. There was the scene where we see her and Steve steal a jet to get to over to where were they going to um, uh, over Egypt, to Europe? Uh, Cairo, or Cairo. Something. Yeah, they were trying to get over to Cairo. We and we jumped over that where we see the birth of the, the most famous piece of equipment she ever has is the invisible jet. The invisible jet, yeah. And then of course Steve, you know, explaining to her about flight. What you what do you think about the invisible jet showing up finally? I liked it. I liked it. It, it could because a thing like that could be very corny. Very corny. It was easy. I mean, if you read the original OG series of Wonder Woman, they had the original Invisible Jet for one episode because it looked awful. They got rid of it. But the way they did it and they explained it here was kind of cool. I dug yeah. it. I was like, okay, it's, it's basically it's part of her powers where she can make things invisible. The jet was invisible. Even if we never see the Invisible Jet again, I'm cool well, with well, what we can. I got. It's we can't. Nice I mean, she, she lost the coffee mug she made invisible once, so she's going to lose a jet. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that comment. He's, he's like, "Have you done this before?" Yeah, one time that I uh, I did it to a coffee, coffee cup. cup. 
well, what happened to it? I don't know. I lost it. <laughs> or, how, or how long did it last? I don't know. I lost it. I was like, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, then we see that moment again, of course, you know, with, with them flying around and, uh, and, you know, probably great. I love the cinematography on that one was them flying so through the good. fireworks. So good. Oh man. I love that scene where there's, where you see the fireworks just popping out from underneath the clouds and everything. It's just, it's just so cool. Scenes like that. Like, wow, that's, that's a joy. That's why you go to the theaters. Yeah. Now question. What did you think about her bat cave? Kind of lacking. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's basically in a closet. So it was. It like, was basically in a closet, a bunch of uh, closed caption uh, cameras and, and televisions, and really poor, uh, definitely 80s. That I can, I'll definitely, definitely 80s, there, yeah. those monitors. But, you know, maybe in the years to come, she'll upgrade her game, get a, a Wonder Woman cave. Who knows? Maybe Bruce could help her out with that. And then we uh, we get a, 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 a throwback when she's in the in – the, um, in her bat cave or her Wonder Woman cave, whatever you want to call it, Wonder Woman cave. What are they called? She she sheds. When she's in her she shed, um, she shed. <laughs> so not a bat, <laughs> not a man cave. It's a she shed. So a when she, she shed. when she's in there, uh, we see the we, we see the gold armor again. A throwback from the beginning of the movie where you know the winner of that race that was on uh, on Themyscira, they they put on the gold armor of uh, Asteria. Asteria, yeah. yeah, and so we we now get the story of Asteria within the story of the gold armor and why it was so important for her to win it, the symbolism to it, and uh, you know everything else. So we get the story of that she was the last Amazonian left on the mainland as everybody else was able to escape, and that's a throwback to that comic book that you and I were ta I've told you to read is uh, mm. God gods and was it gods not gods and monsters um. Man and God, God, I think. Man and God, or something. Yeah, and it, it's it's basically about the, the the Amazonians leaving, and that few there were more than just the one, but in this in this case, they just said there was one warrior, but uh, but you know that stayed behind to fend off. Uh, we don't see who it is. We just see you know this beautiful eyeball <laughs> staring at you through the gold yeah, armor. Like uh, so then uh, after that, we um, Maxwell Lord and of course uh, Barbara have are heading to the broadcast station. And uh, we see that uh, Maxwell still has a little, little bit more uh, shine left in him to, uh, to convince somebody else to go one more step, uh, and he starts talking to Barbara about, you know, what, what, it, what would she like to become? Uh, what, what more do you want? She's like, I want to be special. I want, I don't want to be like anybody else. I, be, I want to be an apex predator. And then Randy Orton came in and gave, no, sorry, and gave her dark hair. Copyright infringement. Wow. Oh man, we can't say that. <laughs> but uh, so then we, um, as as we see that scene that you described so much so well before, where we see Maxwell Lord sitting at the pulpit of the, you know, and he's got the United President of the United States seal behind him, and he's beating on it. Wish, give me your wish. What do you wish for? It's frightening. Yeah, yeah, is it, it is very frightening. Yeah, the the looks. I mean, pa Pedro did an amazing job in portraying the 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 ups and downs of this character that. He's just all he wants to do is be successful. He just wants to leave a mark on the world, uh, even to the point where he's like avoiding his son. I mean, there's there's moments earlier in the movie where we see that, you know his son just pops in a few minutes here and there, but where he's just like at first he's happy to see him, but he he just wants his almost his seems like he approval. wants his son. Yeah, he just wants his son approval, and that's all he's looking for. Uh, and you know, we we see a flashback to his life, uh, where he was, where how did he grow up, and the type of family he was, and the type of abuse that he went through. Uh, again, no no excuse for a person to be that way, but we see what he went through, and uh, you know, very 
very Lex Luthor-esque, if I'm going to make very, a comment. Very, very similar. Very when similar. you look at some of the early stories of Lex and, and like his, uh, I think his more, his mob boss origin story, this is very much similar to that. Gave the character empathy, which I didn't think they could give Maxwell Lord, but I was like, okay, you know, this is where we're going. And I'm good with that. I am very good with that. Well, That's... Maxwell Lord in the comic books bounces back and forth. Sometimes he's on the villain side. Sometimes he it's helps the heroes. Very similar to how Lex does. He, he, if he's on the hero side, he's doing it for a purpose, for his purpose and something that he wants out of this. Uh, and, uh, you know, going forward, I'm not sure if they're going to use him again, but if they wanted to, I hope Pedro does come back to Maxwell. If they do. I, really I mean, everything they, I've heard. I don't think they will. Everything I've heard Pedro is Patty's, Patty's done with Wonder Woman, from my understanding. She's... She's she's done what she's wanted to do for Wonder Woman, um, you know. So if there's anything more, it's gonna be, you know, somebody else, somebody else doing it. Maybe Gail, Gail can pick it up. You know, who knows? You know, she's got, she's become comfortable with the character, and I'm sure she's. Well, a huge... she knows the character, and you really can get it. I mean, she could produce it or something. Yeah. I'm sure she has directors in mind, and you know, Patty did the due diligence. If she's not gonna come back, really, she made two masterful films. You know what? I compare these two films. I know we're not done yet, but I almost compare them, and maybe you have a different opinion the Donner films, the first two Superman films. They're very in tone, hope, very similar. A little bit, maybe. I, the only reason I say no is because Donner films were made literally to have the same feel back to back. There's, you know, there's no, you can literally put those back to back and you wouldn't even know you're watching a different movie. You'd think it was just a, a four hour movie, you know, or five hour movie. True. Definitely. I mean, I, the the feel of both these movies are very different. The core story. Oh yeah. The, the core story, story is you know is 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 the is the constant thing. But again, that's Wonder Woman. Uh, so then we go back after uh, we see uh, Barbara and uh, and Diane finally battle out. We see Barbara or Diane wearing the gold armor. Uh, that I know you were all excited about when you saw the the trailer. That is a throwback the to the golden age of Wonder Woman. By the way, if you guys never read it, it's that's that's in the canon in the comics. I believe. Yep. Check it out. So we see her and we see Barbara in full cheetah fashion, and I thought I thought they did an amazing job. I don't I don't think they they underplayed her or put too much into the character as far as like the the special effects. I think it was perfect for Cheetah. Minor quibble. I wish we could have seen more. That's oh my yeah, only definitely. Minor yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. That's it. Like the way she was, the way she moved that fight scene to mm -hmm. me is incredible. Yeah. The only thing missing in that fight scene was Duran Duran. You know, Blue Monday playing for no, oh. no Duran Duran. Uh, what is it? Union City? The Union, or I don't know. It's some song. Uh, new oh, Blue Monday. Blue Monday. Da, na, na, na. It's that one Duran Duran. So I kept thinking that when that fight was coming. Like, you kept thinking on like Hungry Like the Wolf. No, that would be better. Yeah. That's too on the nose. <laughs> is it? No, it's a cheetah. That's got nothing to do with wolves. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Whatever. We're talking Duran Duran now. I'm just trying to get uh, a fight scene out here. <laughs> all right. But you know, but the fight scene was great. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, more would have been great to see that. Um, and you know, I would have loved to have seen her continue as the cheetah which we'll find out later on um but we see after after uh, barbara and diane have uh, have you know or after diane has def defeated barbara we see that she confronts maxwell in one of the lamest <laughs> lamest oh. ways of stopping a superhero with wind i was like what, what are we in the 1920s black and white movie and that was the only i was like what it's wonder woman she can just like <laughs> Put her fingers into the ground and claw her way to him. The lasso couldn't even. Yeah, the lasso, him. yeah, the lasso was like, it was. It was just like, what? The, okay, that was only one of the <laughs> ones. I'm like, well, what's going on here? Yeah, well. But finally, uh, you know, he he starts. He's like, I'm over. I'm so powerful. This is what I'm gonna. You know, this is how I'm gonna do it. She was able to at least destroy the camera, but he jumped into the, 
I don't know what, what the, the hell. What the hell was that? I, know, I thought it was. Can some, you explain to me what I, that was? I, and thought how that still was I thought that was Tron. I thought that was That's Tron. What I, I was like, why I are we just? I kept waiting for like a disc to come down. Yeah. On his back, he's like, I am the user. Whatever. Yeah, I was like, what? I'm not sure. I think that was like the the the, the data stream, but I I don't know. Everything else was I don't, everything else was straight up 80s. That thing came out of like Star Wars, all right, or Star Trek. I don't know what that was, and hopefully, if you guys can explain it to me, please. Yeah, please. Yeah, I, 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 if I missed that that issue of Wonder Woman, I'm not, I'm not a huge Wonder Woman fan. There are a few of them out there. I like to read more of the graphic novels, but if you guys can explain to me, maybe something Maxwell Lord did beforehand. But as we're as we're uh, seeing this, uh, we slowly see the or we don't see it not at first, but the lasso of truth has made its way over, and has uh, wrapped himself around, and somehow it is now communicating the truth through him to the people. And Diane's talking. Uh, very, um, it was very similar to a, a movie I had seen. Uh, actually, no, not a movie. Yeah, it is a movie. Uh, the, um, Age of Apocalypse. How when Apocalypse is using Xavier to communicate out, but then Xavier sending a signal through Apocalypse. Yeah, so it, that was very. I'm not saying that's where they got it from, but that's what it. You know, when I was like, oh, that's kind of that's reminded me of that a little bit. That yeah, I had I had to suspend my my yeah. imagination for the point. I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll take it. It's I'm going to tell you right now, everything up to the movie for, so far has been amazing. This final scene was just ooh, off. That's where Patty. I don't know. I don't know what happened if they were. They shouldn't have been rushing it because they had they had all the time in the world to do this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, this movie was supposed to originally supposed to come out a year ago. They bumped it to so that the so Star Wars can come out. So they didn't compete with that. And then they just kept pushing and pushing. Of course, you know, not them. But then COVID started pushing and pushing starting in March. So they had some I don't know. They could have they could have refined this this ending a little bit better. However, there is one thing I did like. And I'm going to bring it up now. The music playing in the background. For that was from BVS, where she's talking about lies. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a it was a basically a music composed by Hans Zimmer for BVS. That's the opening song, right? Called "A Beautiful Lie," right? Which fit pretty well. I was like, oh, uh, for okay. for regular for regular run on the run of the mill moviegoers are not going to notice that. I'm just talking just the actual movie. You you as a, a a a you know soundtrack buff and especially a Hans Mark, you're going to notice those things and know the title did, to make it I make did. sense, but. Overall, just a weak ending. Just this was a great, no, yeah, strong, the, the powerful, was, yeah. But the ending was not good. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we see you know Hans or not Hans. Sorry, you got me saying Hans Maxwell. Uh, you know, his vision has visions of his son. You know, his son's lost out in the world. You know, and just he finally decides. You know, I've I've given this up. I need. I don't need that kind of power anymore. So what he decides to do is he renounces his wish. And returned home to reunite with his son at the same time. All other wishes just reverse themselves. The woman comes back to life that was in the cafe. The all the nuclear warheads that were all around the world that that, that the president had wished for gone magically. Uh, and you know, of course, we're getting these montages as things are undoing themselves. You know, and they're very. Very eighties esque in that that uh, fact where you know you see the eighties movie the Russian general just kind of staring there standing there stoically and the the American general stoic it's just very you know funny watching it yeah, it's all right man I, like I said it's they, she made an eighties movie and we got an eighties movie so yeah and so and then everything goes back to normal the world's peaceful again uh, never mentioned it again uh, apparently uh, you know these things don't you know don't don't or uh, aren't remembered I guess when they ro- rolled it back around to. Like, <laughs> to, to when it comes to ba- Batman versus Superman, 
Uh, and then uh, sometime later, we see Diane uh, in snow during Christmas time. Uh, she meets the man whose body Steve was inhabiting. Didn't even recognize the guy, actually. I think I don't know if it was a, like film. You know, who, here's here's a deep cut. You know who he looked like? Mm-mm. And a, you watched the original Wonder Woman series, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't that he looked like that version of Steve Trevor a little bit? A little bit, yeah. I would say maybe a little bit. Maybe it's the haircut, but I don't know. If you look at that Steve Trevor from the '70s series, and that Steve Trevor, I'm not, I'm not sure if they modeled it after him, but man, it looked almost like him. So, a little bit, not not much though. I mean, it's it's a completely different person. I mean, as far as like his his hairstyle, I, don't know, and I think facially and hairstyle, I thought it looked like him. But go go back and yeah. watch it. It's a, it's on HBO Max. Go go back. You'll you'll see what I'm talking. It's not not like him so okay i'll yeah. go back and <laughs> just i'll do like a side-by-side comparison <laughs> oh and then of course you know we get to our credits and there is a mid-credit scene where we do see ultimately we see Asteria is revealed to still be alive in the world she's just kind of doing what diane's doing you know being a savior when she's around the area she's not like an active superhero you know chasing down the villain if she's an area where she where she can help out yeah. she does uh, I thought that was Gal at first. That's what I thought. I, was, oh, that's I could tell it wasn't by the hair and the shoulders because the shoulders were were Gal's. Gal's a little bit slender. Diane or um or, or Linda Carter. She's she's got more of that that hourglass figure to her. So she yeah she was definitely the shoulders kind of threw me off. And then the hair was was a lot different. It was a, more hair. Uh, and then Gal. of course you know she turns around and we see Linda Carter, which was a great nod to throw back at, you know to give her give her her props. And I mean honestly. The fandom has been doing a great job and showing love to, to Linda Carter. And when you look at, if anybody did watch the DC fandom, uh, the uh, the uh, streaming event, they uh, they they had a love fest for Wonder Woman on there. I think that's when they actually debuted the original trailer, and yeah. Linda was on there. And actually, Linda surprised them all. And it like even Gal was crying. You know, she was so happy to see her because she is. She is, and I'm never going to say was, but right now she still is the representation of Wonder Woman for a lot of women. Gal's bringing it up for the younger generation, and now the younger generation is going back and looking at Linda and what she did and how she, you know, and everything that she did as the character and then, of course, in her life. And so one of those positive girl power moments I love to see, and uh, it was definitely there. and I, like I said, I, it's a fun movie. I had fun. Uh, yes, it, it does a, a hit a little bit in the sequel mark where, you know, it's not as great as the first one, but it's still something a little different. I just think that I think Patty did the right thing and brought herself outside of the the existing DC uh, universe, extended universe, mm-hmm. and by doing this movie. Because I think when she was making this, the plans weren't there yet to what we're seeing now. No, no, they weren't. She made it a standalone, yeah. which and is that's, fine. That's perfect. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. It's a standalone movie. It can exist inside that universe a little bit, but I think for for itself, it's it's a standalone movie. And I, I when I watch it again, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm definitely going to go watch it in the theaters. I'm, I'm yeah, going I'm gonna to, check it out again when I. When I'm, I'm gonna, gonna check. I'm gonna check out the check check the original one out of my brain and and just watch this as a standalone movie outside of DCU. I do know somebody made a comment that it was very it was their version of the Shazam movie basically and I, I could see that I could see that influence too. a little bit that it was lighthearted and it was and that's what you wanted I think it, you, you don't want the you love the dark I love the dark side of the comic book world but I think this is great that it was more lighthearted No I no I agree with you I do like the dark side stuff but I think you know world we're living in now you know we, we need as much positivity as we can get and I think this was the right movie to come out the right time yeah. you know 
and hopefully people do get a chance to go see it on streaming and go to the theaters and check it out as well. I think, like you said, I'm going to watch it in the theaters. I'm going to check it out again because I want that theater experience. But yeah, if, if I had to give like a rating to it, you know, is it as good as the first one? No. But it, it's, it's, I would say like what I, what I put in my Facebook, it's a worthy sequel. So I think it's definitely, definitely worth yeah. watching. It's not trash. Mm-mm, no. You call it trash. It's not trash. It's not trash. It, yeah, it, please, it, please don't, please don't listen to everybody else out there just like ripping it. Yeah, apart. yeah I mean, people have their opinions, but for calling it trash is just, you know, come on. It's first of all, it's stupid. I don't think you watch the movie going to call it trash. You know, there's, is there, is it great? No. Is there quibbles? Yes, but it is not trash. The whole, whole, the message of the movie does hold up. There is hope. You will never get anywhere with lies, and you know. There is sacrifice to be had. Yes, there is. Yes, yes. Now, make sure you guys do um, do check us out here with Heroes Asylum. You can see us uh, on our Heroes Asylum, sorry, Heroes Asylum Midnight Movie. Uh, you can go to podpage.com forward slash Heroes Asylum Midnight Movies, and you'll be able to listen to all of our shows. Subscribe from that link to all of your podcast groups that you guys like to, whichever one you like to, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whichever one. There's a link to take you to our page on there. And that'll get you to where you need to be. Uh, you will also um, make sure you guys do check out uh, Soul. Disney just released Soul. If you guys do want a great uplifting movie, check out Disney's uh, Pixar Soul. Yeah, it, 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 I watched these back to back, and I like I was I was floating on air last night. So uh, make sure you guys do check that out. And Kane, what do you got? Tw- check us out on our, our ugh, nah, football. Check us out on our social media pages. At the Twitter, at the Heroes of Asylum underscore podcast, Instagram, at the Heroes of Asylum. Check out the Midnight Movies page, guys. Uh, if you're hearing this, uh, yeah, just check it out. And as always, from Mike to me to you, get to the Asylum. And Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs>